Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Tony Colombo in studio with our producer Chad Ellis and joining me once again from his home as we continue to practice proper social distancing is my partner Bo Matthews. Bo, what's happening? Happy Father's Day weekend to you yeah, guys. Yeah, back at you. Happy Father's Day to everyone yeah. out there. Uh, another busy week in the news. How are things there at the Matthews compound? Uh, you know what? Things are good. You know, I joked about having uh, alligators in my moat, and uh, everybody knows that's not real. However, oh, do they? on on Amazon, well, uh, on Amazon, <laughs> I found a remote control alligator head. Oh dear! Oh, it's, it runs like a boat, a remote control boat, but it's an alligator head. So I'm getting me one. I like it. <laughs> I like it. My neighbor's going to freak out. <laughs> you know, we're going to uh, talk later in the show with uh, Mark uh, McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, one of the great sponsors of this show, about fishing. We're also going to talk a lot about fishing during the podcast exclusive discussion this week. How are the, uh, how are the fish there in the, um, in the lake at your house? Non-existent. I can only see my carp, and I can't wait to talk to him because... I had hundreds of catfish, and they, we called them our, our guardfish because if somebody would approach the shore, they were th- they would think the fish would think I was bringing food to them because mm-hmm. I feed them a couple hundred pounds a year. And two years ago, they just disappeared. They're, I, I think they're at the bottom. I've fished the bottom, but I haven't gotten any uh, bites on it. The only thing I can think of is my I have a neighbor that shoots off like municipal style fireworks, like I mean big stuff. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense because he does it like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. But I believe that the the how, explosion how often there, yeah uh, pretty often about every two <laughs> about every time he gets a paycheck I think I don't know okay. um, but the only thing I can think of is because we never had a fish kill we never had you know saw a lot of dead fish right but I think they're maybe just down at the bottom just like afraid hmm. or something I don't know I need a scuba I need a scuba mask and go down and see. I think you're going to need more than a school mask. <laughs> I, I actually I actually was looking for a remote control submarine with a camera, and I they don't have one. I, well, at least I haven't been able to find it. That's where I found the alligator. So Bluff City Outdoors, <laughs> that actually their specialty is catfish fishing. So um, maybe uh, Mark can 
enlighten us a little bit. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to ask him. What's going, okay. what's going on with that? So, yeah, we're going to have a uh, great discussion <laughs> with Mark McMurray uh, later on in the show, talk some fishing. Uh, we are also going to talk to our friend Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. We haven't talked to Alex in months and looking forward to catching up with her um, in the next segment. And right now, joining us, as he does every week at the beginning of the show, is our friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, how you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? Another uh, another busy week. At least the weather's been uh, really nice. The news has been terrible, but the weather's been good. Yeah, the news has been uh, one continuous giant cycle. Yeah. We went from uh, virus season to uh, loot, riot, and arson season to uh, back to uh, virus season, it seems, yeah. with the uh, increasing numbers in about a dozen states. So so every week we've talked about the um, the, the, the big pressure being put on the firearms industry. We saw the huge spike at the beginning of the coronavirus, and then we saw it pick back up here as the social unrest and protests have been uh, happening around the country and in the news. Is that still the case as another week goes by? Is it still ramping up? Has it leveled off? What's going on? uh, I don't think there's an end in sight. Uh, I got a Message actually just shortly before we went on the air from uh, a friend of mine says, hey, I think it's time to get a gun and take a gun safety class. And yeah. I was like, yep, well, you know, come on in. All, the gun stores are open, but many of the classes, uh, and you and you uh, teach classes, of course, at Southern Armory. We've talked about that for years, and you've had consistent monthly classes, the you know, for yeah. years and have been on it. Yeah. yeah, have been unable to do that because of the coronavirus pandemic restrictions. And so now we have this situation where we have probably literally hundreds of thousands of first-time gun owners out there in the country without any training because they haven't been able because they've they've been able to buy a gun but they haven't been able to do the CCW classes be, just because they're not available. So right. that is yeah. that 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 worries me a little bit. We have uh, we have uh, we're approaching a little over a hundred people now on our waiting list for classes. Wow. Yeah. So so the want is definitely there. They want the knowledge. They want the information. Yeah. And you can only get so much off watching YouTube videos. Although. There's some great information on YouTube about, you know, first-time gun buyers. I've, I've looked that up. And, again, you can't stress enough uh, to learn the gun uh, really seamlessly is to, you know, take it apart, you know, break it down, clean it correctly. Yeah. Right. And, and we've got a lot of those tutorial videos uh, on our Facebook page yeah. of, you know, hey, this is how you can install sites. This is how you can clean a gun. Uh, here's a holster video. You know, talk about different types of holsters and what to look for. So, um, you know, you can, you can come in and we can have these conversations too. You can look at the merchandise that we have. Um, so obviously the, uh, the, the newest story out there, uh, controversy happening right now is surrounding the shooting of Richard Brooks in Atlanta, um, in the Wendy's parking lot. The officers involved in that have been charged, and we've talked 
a lot about that on this radio station. I've talked a lot about it on this radio station. In fact, a little bit later on in the show, if you're listening to 97.1 FM Talk, a little bit later on on Saturday afternoon, um, if, if you're listening on 97.1, we're going to have our friend um, uh, Sheriff Marshak from Jefferson County. He's going to be weighing in on it. So I don't necessarily want to get into, unless you guys want to weigh in with your opinion, I, I, I don't necessarily want to rehash everything that is happening with that case, but I do think that it brings up uh, um, an important discussion, and Aaron, you're the perfect person to talk to about this because you are a CCW um, uh, teacher, uh, a firearms uh, uh, instructor, and one of the things that people have been communicating to me, and I just don't know if this is a fact or not, so that's why I'm asking you, is that in CCW training, that if somebody that they're saying the ones that are saying that you know that this shooting was not as cut and dry as as some people think it is, is that if you have a taser fired at you, you're allowed to fire your gun at them. Um, forget about again. Set the case aside. Could you just talk about what are the the, a person's rights when they when they have their gun because I think that a lot of people are confused because I keep hearing different so, opinions and yeah. different facts and quotes from two different sides. Right, and and probably because you know laws vary so much over all these different states. So yeah. you look at look at the state of Missouri, and it, it, it's if it can cause serious bodily injury or death, you can use deadly force. So when you when you look at a taser, okay, and you need to look at a taser versus a stun gun. A lot of people get those two confused. A stun gun is a contact device. You have to physically be close to them and touch them, and it and it, and it electrocutes them. Like a cattle a taser, prod type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. a taser shoots out barbs, um, and they these these barbs um, come in various lengths to get through various uh, depths of clothing, and then the wires attached to them can be anywhere from like thirteen to like twenty five feet. So. Uh, and it and it completely uh, disables the person when you shock them. Uh, they lock up like a board, and then they fall. They fall over, leaving them defenseless. Uh, remember that tasers are uh, what they call less than lethal. So there's less than lethal. There's lethal, less than lethal, and then non-lethal. Less than lethal can still kill you, and that's that's an important uh, distinction. So when you look at like rubber bullets. And beanbag rounds, if you shoot somebody in the head, you can cause serious bodily injury or death, right? Same thing if you shoot them in the chest at close range, you, you, you know, you can cause serious bodily injury or death. Even at further range, you can cause uh, some serious bodily injury. So there's always that, there was that risk, right? We talk like non-lethal, we're talking like pepper spray. Does that make sense to everybody? Yep, absolutely. Yep, yep. Okay. You know, in the Richard Brooks uh, case, if I can just interject here, in that case uh, alone, if he was under the influence of alcohol or drugs or whatever, my thought was, you know, a lot of people are like, well, if he would have connected that taser with that police officer, then that police officer's weapon, his fire, you know, his gun, his keys to his car, everything would have been accessible to Richard. Right. My thought was if he if he was under the influence and he didn't know what he was grabbing, maybe he didn't realize that it was a taser and because it's in the shape of a gun. It's right. in it's it. it does that make sense? I mean, who knows? Who right. knows what's yeah, what was going through his head? But that was a possibility in my head. Maybe he thought it was a firearm and and was going to use it as such. And you know, we had a case um, in uh, St. Louis not long ago where uh, uh, an officer got confused between 
a taser and a firearm and used a firearm oh, yeah. on a suspect yep. when they meant when, they, when we had Sheriff Marshak on, we talked about weapon confusion, right? Yep. Um, yep. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a possibility. So, you know, if somebody points a taser at you, um, then, you know, you should consider that to be uh, a deadly weapon. What are they going to do to you uh, when you are stiff as a board on the ground for seven seconds? Uh, if, if you, press the trigger multiple times you can actually get it to, to fire continuously for 30 seconds you don't want a monday quarterback too right. bad but there's a lot of charges there's a lot that needs to be uh, again you know that case i have i have some I, one of my biggest problems is with uh, firing a gun in such a crowded area it was it was very um you know that 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 yeah. is one of the parts that um uh, we don't we you know, don't that I definitely the, don't like rest anymore where everybody hides in the saloons and the, the the businesses up and down the, the main strip and you guys yeah. go out in the middle of the street and duke it out yeah so. it's this one is this one's this one needs to be you know investigated and litigated and you know just really because there's there's so much there, there's so many layers to this one it's not nearly as um as cut and dry as as some of the other cases that we've that we've seen, but you know I think it's important though that we that we talk to these uh, first time gun owners or people that haven't been in classes or haven't been in a class for a really long time uh, with you know all these these people buying guns maybe for the first time or or for the first time in a very long time that they know you know what their what their rights are and what they can and, and can't do with that with that firearm. Um, another one that I wanted to ask you about, Aaron, is can you use your gun um, if you're not on your own property? It, like, what is, what's another example of you know where you where you can and cannot um, uh, use a firearm under with your CCW? Well, that's a loaded question. Excuse the pun. <laughs> um, he just did. That. Does it always? Does it? Does it? Does it just simply break down to if your life is in danger, you can use a gun? No matter where yeah. you're at. Yeah, essentially that's what it comes down to. Now there's, you know, 17 places that you cannot carry a firearm. Um, there are some exemptions in those, but essentially the, the test is, is there a, ser- a threat of serious bodily injury or death? And is there a forcible felony being committed? Uh, forcible felonies are going to be, you know, the short list is um, murder. Another good one right now is arson. And then you've got your, your burglaries, your rapes. Uh, and then there's there's about four or five more, and then you know anything with a weapon will will also um, come up to the forcible felony standard. Mm-hmm. So, with all that being said, you know you just gotta take the class, and then the other thing that's great is the firearms training simulator we have because we can put you in yeah. that burglary, or we can put you in the robbery, we can put you in the carjacking, we can put you in all these different scenarios and situations, and you gotta play it out. And in our simulator, we don't just have a firearm. We have pepper spray as well. So you're able to kind of make oh, the decision. Cool. Pepper spray that is great. Up. That's a really, really great point. I'm glad you brought that up because right now with the lack of available training due to the coronavirus restrictions, going out to Southern Armory and getting in the firearm simulator is a great way to get some training and get some advice. And, of course, uh, Aaron and Jess are there to answer questions for you as well. You can't take a whole class, but you can at least get some information from them. Aaron, before we run out of time, um, uh, 
tell people where they can find you at Southern Armory, where they can right. get information about when your classes are going to be starting back up, all that all that good stuff. Absolutely. So if you want information on classes, you can get our website, uh, southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Caught him off guard. You can, you can call Jessica and get on a waiting list. 314-965-GUNS. That's 965-GUNS. It's a great number. Easy to remember, right? <laughs> you can email Jessica at jessica at southernarmory.com, just like the website, and uh, say, hey, I want to get on You know your CCW class, your defensive pistol classes, pepper spray class, medical class, whatever you're interested in, you can tell her, and she will put you on the list. Visit us in store. We're one mile east of 270 and 44 at 9901 Watson Road. You can find us on Facebook at Southern Armory or Second Amendment News Podcast. Those are up, ready for your perusal, videos on Facebook, et cetera. So um, definitely, definitely ways to get with us, and you know, we're here to – to help you, you know, yeah. I've said this before for the last like almost two years we've been doing this show. You know, we don't look at you as a customer; we look at you as like a friend or family. It's, it's a great connection. It's a it's a great connection you've made with the community there, and uh, you provide uh, not only um, uh, great products but uh, the training and all the information and uh, knowledge yep. that can be gained by just uh, picking the brains of Jess and Aaron out there at Southern Armory. And, again, go to the website, southernarmory.com or Southern Armory on and Facebook. Lots of great info there, too. Well, you brought connected to the community because if you have a fundraiser, let us know. That's another thing that we do oh. a ton of. Yeah. If you guys you know got a fundraiser, silent auction, raffle going off, um, you know, come talk to us. We've got stuff we can we can donate to you. Come chat with us. Yeah, so, good stuff. Uh, we're, we're here to be a partner in a community, not a, not just a business. For sure. That is Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Great to talk with you as always, and we'll talk to you back here same time next week. Yep, we'll talk to you next week. You bet. All right, we have to take a quick break, and when we get back, we will talk to our friend Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews is at home as we continue to practice proper social distancing. Connected there to the Matthews compound. Want to remind people about a really cool offer happening from our friends at Intervine. Intervine.com right Right now, two things. You can send an email to VIP at Intervine.com and get a free lantern and batteries that go along with that lantern. Or you can go to Intervine.com and use my name, Tony, as your discount code, and you can get 50% off everything. Flashlights, lanterns, headlamps, 
batteries in all different sizes and more. 50% off everything at Intervine if you use my name, Tony, as your discount code. That's I-N-T-E-R-V-I-N-E.com, Intervine.com. Go and check that out, especially if you are going to be out and about in the great outdoors. A good flashlight, a good lantern is something that you always need, and they have got you covered at Intervine. And, of course, anytime we are discussing the great outdoors here on Second Amendment Radio, it's brought to you by... Razorback Armory, and they have full service repair and diagnostic capabilities. They can complete smaller jobs if you want to uh, maybe uh, put new sights on or more intricate jobs like barrel threading or recrowning of barrels. Got you got to get a hold of Razorback Armory online at razorbackarmory.com. You can also find them in De Pair, half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road. Tell them both sent you to Razorback Armory. Mm-hmm. A couple minutes from now, we are going to talk to our friend Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors. Going to get into a fishing discussion 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 with him, as well as in the uh, podcast exclusive this week. Do we have Steve? Chad, do we have Steve booked? Very good. Yeah, yes, we, we have do. our friend uh, Steve, the owner of Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood, is a avid fisherman, and uh, he's an, an absolutely amazing fisherman. So he's going to be joining us for the podcast exclusive, going to have a good old fishing talk. Um, hopefully you can join us for that. Don't forget about both of our podcasts. Every week we release the show podcast on Fridays, so you can actually get the show before it even airs uh, every Friday. And then we release the podcast exclusive, which is a uh, very fun discussion that uh, you can only get by downloading the podcast. And that goes out on Mondays. You can get both podcasts just about anywhere you get podcasts. But I recommend the Radio.com app because the Radio.com app is free. It's one-stop shopping for everything here at the radio station. You can stream the station 24-7. You can rewind live radio with the Radio Rewind feature. And you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station all at the radio.com app. And again, it is all free. So make sure you are checking that out. Uh, Mark McMurray in the next segment. Right now, though, as I mentioned, our friend Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. It's been too long. Alex, great to have you back on the show. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Uh, it's a it's a crazy world. It's been a, I can't even remember the last time that we talked. I don't know if it was middle of coronavirus or if it was uh, pre-coronavirus, but um, everything that has happened in the world, in the news here over the last few months has created a boom in the firearms industry. Um, before we get into any specifics, just what are your thoughts about, um, uh, about gun sales right now? And, and what is, what, what are you guys thinking at Missouri, uh, at, uh, Missouri Firearms Coalition about, um, about the state of the industry? Um, well, we love the fact that we are seeing so many first time gun buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the highest number of gun sales ever recorded in American history in April, And then we about doubled that in March. Um, All of the surveys are saying that like 40% of these people are first-time gun buyers, and almost half of those are women that are buying um, handguns for personal protection. So we love the fact that that the the gun control debate is effectively over as far as we're concerned because the people that were trying to disarm you are now the ones that are heading into those little gun shops around the corner and saying, I'm not usually like this. I would never be here. I don't like guns, but I have to protect my family. Like, I think they're finally starting to get it. 
Good. Yeah, because the unknown, the unknown is scary. I mean, but it, it is kind of crazy. We just got to stress the training. You've got to train. And I, I was actually just reading an article earlier that if you are, if you're listening to this program, and it made me think to mention this, if you're just afraid, my wife is not a fan of firearms. She, she just, you know, is afraid to shoot for, you know, whatever reason. That's fine. Uh, a can of wasp spray can shoot pretty accurately at like 20 feet. So at least have something to help protect yourself. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think people are really concerned. You know, we saw a lot of women um, buying handguns for protection uh, because of the virus. There were a lot. We're, we saw a lot of those first-time gun buyers were also in the communities that had the highest unemployment rates heading in or heading through this pandemic. So a lot of citizens are worried about the financial impact that that could have on their communities. Um, and then, you know, we forgot all about the virus for a moment and had rioters and looters mm-hmm. that everybody was preparing for. So this has just been a crazy, crazy couple months. Uh, we've already sold 15 million firearms in America. Um, firearm sales across Missouri have quadrupled. Uh, in some places like St. Louis, they're doubling in places like Kansas City. Uh, the stores are empty. You're, you're not going to find uh, a, a lot of choice between your firearms and ammo we do have a gun show this weekend though in st jen so if anybody if anybody missed the boat st jen this weekend would be a good chance to get down and and join the club you know alex you you mentioned that um and we've talked a lot over the last few weeks about you know the the boom in gun sales and especially in first time gun owners out there However, I don't know why I never even thought to ask the question to the various folks that we've talked about. But that is a really interesting fact that you just gave about how many women are purchasing guns for the first time. Um, are, do we have any other details about these first-time gun owners? Are they, are they young people? Are they uh, older people? Or is it just across the board? Well, yeah, it's basically across the board. For instance, I saw reports that said, um, of the first-time women gun owners that we have, a lot of them are nurses. You know, mm. when all of the hospitals shut down, they were walking through the empty parking lots and parking garages at night, and they were coming in to arm themselves and protect themselves. You know, like I said, you have a lot of people in impoverished communities that are being really hit hard with the virus that are worried about what that could be, What are worried about what the the poverty could do to their community. You have got people that are worried about the police not being able to protect them, worried about um, rude uh, rioters and looters, theft and vandalism. There are a lot of reasons right now Americans are, are waking up to the fact that there aren't enough police or good police to be everywhere and protect everyone all at once, especially if some of them are not even responding. You know, they're only responding to life-threatening situations and only responding to life-threatening calls right now, which is leaving people realizing that they are their own first line of protection, and that's why they're going out and arming themselves. Go ahead, Bo. Yeah, you know, I, I, I had lunch with uh, Sheriff Marshak the other day, and we were talking about how many people's vehicles are getting broken into in the city, in, in various counties around uh, the St. Louis metro area, if you have a gun in your console, please be responsible. Please lock your vehicle because most times 
uh, these thieves are not breaking windows to get in. They're just checking car doors. So it's really important that if you want to make sure your items are secure, whether it's your firearm or your belongings, your money, whatever, just lock your doors. It is something so simple. Uh, a friend of mine was uh, works in the city, had a, a level three uh, Kevlar vest and a firearm in his vehicle. His truck is an older, older truck. When he hit the locks on his vehicle, the back right door didn't lock. So make sure your locks work too. Just, I just want to throw it out there. Safety, you got to protect your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And you know, another um, really good point that we're encouraging everybody is to know the laws. We are getting hundreds and hundreds of requests for information, phone calls, emails about what the law state in Missouri, what is the standard ground law state, what is the castle doctrine, or do we have constitutional carry? It's really important that we know not only how to protect ourselves, as in where to find your firearm, where to find the proper training to use your firearm effectively, but we also know, we also need to know our rights under the law and, and when and how we're able to um, legally defend ourselves. Yeah, so if people want that information, can they get that from Missouri Firearms Coalition? Oh, absolutely. You can find us on Facebook. You can go to MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. Uh, we have a lot of videos right now out on that very topic because there's just a lot of interest, and uh, especially in St. Louis and Kansas City, even a little bit in Columbia, they're having some trouble, and they're wondering, you know, stand your ground. Is that for everything? Do we have a duty to retreat? Constitutional carry? Did they end up repealing like repealing that like they tried to there are a lot of questions and we can absolutely um help you figure that out missouri fire coalition we are talking to alex salzman from the missouri firearms coalition and alex ironically um with you know it seems to be uh the rules that are being put in place by uh people on the left that are spurring people to go out and buy guns. So it's the people that usually are uh, trying to limit or take away Second Amendment rights that are creating the boom right now in the industry. Um, what is happening? And we know we know that that will, at some point, the Democratic politicians, uh, the anti-gun crowd is going to try to make a move. And, you know, they never rest. And it just hasn't been in the news here lately, but I'm sure it will happen soon. Are you guys uh, monitoring anything right now at Missouri Firearms Coalition as far as legislation is concerned, either locally or nationally? Um, about anything yep. that uh, 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 some anti-gun politicians, any bills or anything that we need to be aware of? Yeah, I mean, they will, they never rest. And to your point, you are exactly right in, in calling out their liberal logic. They, they're the ones that want the big government with all of the activist laws. And then all of a sudden, they're also the ones that want to defund the police. You know, and at first, I was laughing at that. I thought that was, uh, you know, idiotic. I was watching them, you know, riot and burn down their neighborhoods while they simultaneously scream for defunding the police. And then I realized that, no, now they're starting to get serious about it. That's the legislation we're watching, the, the Justice in Policing Act. You know, they, it's another one of those laws that have a beautiful name and it sounds good, you know, do it for the, the children and do it for the puppies and all of that. But this is going to drastically cut the security of the citizens of the United States of America across the board. 
So this is absolutely pertains to the Second Amendment, because at the same time they're telling us that they want to defund the police, we've got people out there shooting cops, prosecutors that don't want to prosecute anybody for any of this lawlessness, and they want to throw us in jail for owning AR-15s and want to put us in jail for 10 years here in Missouri. That was a bill here in Missouri for having a magazine that holds uh, more than 10 rounds, all simultaneously. It's absolutely ridiculous, and we have to make sure that we stand strong here, because if this isn't the most clear example of why we need to defend the Second Amendment in good times or in bad, then I don't know what is. And it is. It's about protecting ourselves, especially, you know, when they when I first heard the term defund the police, Alex, I was like, okay, um, could I protect myself? Can my neighbors protect themselves? It's a scary thing, because if they defund the police and then if the liberal left, the hard left uh, is able to change laws, well, then then who's going to police anybody? It's only the bad guys that would have the firearms because you and I are law abiding citizens. We've registered our weapons. We've done the right thing. And and now. Uh, it would be just the bad guys. It always seems so crazy, doesn't it, that the the laws that are written for law-abiding citizens are not respected by unlawful people? It's it's frightening. Right. I mean, they're 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 worried about racism. So what could possibly go wrong by defunding security and encouraging people to take the law into their own hands? I mean, Anarchy. really, that is what they're advocating. Mm. You know, they they're claiming that they don't want to to completely defund the police that's just their slogan you know they want to you know staff the police with crisis trained de-escalation staff and put money toward women's shelters and counselors and social workers and you know mental illness yeah yeah that's fine we don't have to do it by taking money from the front line the rapists and thieves and murderers and pedophiles that they're they're not going to be shaking their boots when they think it's not either or you can have both you can have a a, a good, strong, well-trained police force, and have those crisis training specialists, those 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 crisis trained specialists, and the women's shelters, and the money towards the mental health. You can do all of it. You don't have to say, "Well, we want uh, money to go towards mental health, so we have to take it away from the police." You can have Tony. Both. If they, if they, if if the government had the money to pay all these people with uh, payment, you know, payroll protection plans and all that stuff, if they had the money to just all all of a sudden just put that money out into the system, they've got to have the money to do this to yeah. to get what get the resources that our police yeah, departments there's, there's need. There's plenty of wasted That's money exactly that could right. be redirected. Go ahead, Alex. There are plenty of other things that my tax dollars go toward that we could give up first before we send our first responders out ill-equipped you know if you want to talk about training different training different weapons body cams whatever that's fine but they do understand that that all costs money right like that's what funding is right like you can't train them properly and make them wear body cams and jump through all these hoops without funding those initiatives you know and and what at it money doesn't solve all problems we can't just throw money at things and expect the problem to go away i say if your police force isn't trained to protect you why not ask yourself why aren't you getting the services you need from the community that you're paying for i'd say start firing people you know like do you have a sheriff that's been sued for racial discrimination and sexual harassment like i do in lincoln county fire him Mm -hmm. you have a mayor hired the police chief that lets these men trample all over your civil rights, fire her. And while you're at it, 
do the rest of us a favor and just say no to Joe. Don't hire the man that ushered in the 94 crime bill and now wants to disarm all of the women that are first time gun owners because of the crisis that we're in. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely great well points. Yeah, very, very well said. So we know the Missouri Firearms Coalition is always keeping an eye on what is happening and protecting your gun rights. And we've talked many times on this show that the bare minimum that you can do to help out is to visit the website, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org, and sign the petitions that uh, are working for the laws that you believe in. Um, And, uh, yeah, so, Alex, just one more time before we let you go, all all the different ways that people can get information about this uh, possible legislation that's happening, bills that uh, are, are being worked on from both sides, and how people can get involved. Involved if they want to. Well, definitely come visit us at the Missouri Firearms Coalition.org or you can check us out on Facebook. We do a lot of live streaming, a lot of updates. There's a lot of fluid information um, that's coming and going right now. So stay up to date. So join us on social media and then come see us at the gun show this weekend at the Community Center in St. Genevieve. Very good. Good stuff. Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Always good to talk with you. Uh, Let's make sure it's not so long next time, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Perfect. See you then. All right. Uh, We need to take another quick break, and when we get back, we are going to talk to our friend Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors in Alton, Illinois, and we're going to talk a little bit about fishing, and we're going to solve the mystery of what is happening at, uh, at Bo's house with the catfish. Where did they go? <laughs> Where's the out. tartar sauce? That's where, all I want to yeah, know. Where are they? We'll find out next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to second amendment radio and the great outdoors tony colombo here in studio with producer chad ellis my partner bo matthews is connected uh, at his home as we continue to practice proper social distancing in just a moment we are going to talk to mark mcmurray the owner of bluff city outdoors one of the great sponsors of this show and also want to remind you that today in the podcast exclusive we are going to be talking to our friend 
Steve Jawar, the owner of Great of uh, Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood. He's a baker by trade, but he is an incredible mm-hmm. fisherman, a good friend of mine. I just sent the the guys here some pictures of uh, Steve's latest couple fishing trips. Uh, he's a great <laughs> bass fisherman, and he and I love to talk fishing, and so we're going to just have an opportunity to do that today in the podcast exclusive. Both of our podcasts are available just about anywhere you can download podcasts, but I always recommend the radio.com app. We release the Second Amendment Radio and Great Outdoors show podcast every Friday, and then we release the podcast exclusive every Monday. So make sure you are checking them out. And uh, we're going to talk to Mark about fishing, and we're going to talk to Steve about fishing. And whether Mark's on or not, every time we talk about fishing here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, it's brought to you by Bluff City Outdoors. Doors just across the river in Alton, Illinois, right there on the banks of the Mississippi River. Of course, they specialize in big catfish gear, rods, reels, hook weights, all that stuff, but also have a huge selection of crappie and bass lures, all your spoonbill snagging needs, everything you need to go fishing, they have for you at Bluff City. And we will talk more uh, about that with Mark here right now. BluffCityOutdoors.com. Check them out on the web and then get over there to 2813 East Broadway in Alton and see them for yourself. And like I said, Mark, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, joins us now. Mark, how's it going, my friend? Hey, pretty good, Tony. Pretty good. Yeah. So uh, first thing we wanted to we want to discuss, um, I, you know, as I just mentioned and I talked about it earlier, uh, most of my tackle box is full of Bluff City Outdoors gear already, so if you don't have to be going catfishing, but that is kind of your specialty there, especially being so close to the Mississippi River. Uh, Bo has a problem with catfish at his home. <laughs> uh, we were going to see if maybe you could uh, diagnose the issue. Bo, could you explain it, please? Okay, I, I'll just put it simply. We have a small pond on our property, and I it's stocked a forty-two it. acre lake. Uh, it is Mark. not. It's, it's a it's a it's a puddle. It's a puddle compared lives, to what you are. He used lives to. on an island in the middle of it. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> anyway, I stocked it probably thirteen years ago with hundreds of catfish, and and they were you know very active. I would feed them to grow them because I thought if if anything ever went down, at least I'd have catfish to eat. Well. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, a neighbor of ours started blowing off like major municipal style fireworks. And ironically, uh, the next spring when I went down to, you know, see the fish and, you know, because you could see them, the water's just clear as a bell. They have not surfaced at all. They don't come up to the surface. Even when I throw the catfish food out there, they don't surface. And, so, you, and you said that before, for years, you didn't even have to throw the food in yet. If anybody approached the banks. Oh, we called them our guardfish. Exactly, they Tony. They would go crazy. We, and if somebody walked a- along the side that we weren't looking at, if if the water started rippling, that meant somebody was alongside of our, our little pond. Right. And then if and, you threw the food in, it was like the water was boiling. Oh, absolutely. I've got right. tons of video, tons of videos. But those fish have not shown themselves. And they're not river cat. They're they're blue cat, I guess. But any any suggestions? Because we never had a fish kill, never found any dead fish. Could they could they pond? And the, and the pond is about... I think the deepest I found is only about 15 feet. But is it possible that they could just be sitting down on the bottom? They could be. I mean, you you might also need to check your neighbor's freezer. Yes, that's a you know what? I <laughs> that's what Believe I was going to say. I was waiting for somebody else to say it. That I'm so glad you said that, Mark. Believe me, anytime we've gone by a fish fry sign, 
uh, or a restaurant's having an all-you-can-eat fish fry. My wife's been like, well, they've obviously been fishing our pond, dang it. Mm -hmm. No, because, I mean, I hate to say it, but if somebody finds out you got fish like that in there, they'll they'll sneak in at night and mm -hmm. catch some because they're so mm -hmm. easy to catch at night because they bite better. You may not see them. I, I would, in all honesty, I'd be suspect that yeah, somebody's come in there and caught a lot of them. That, uh, well, I, I, that is exactly what I was thinking also. Because and that's the that's the only way that's the only option in your head that, that could have happened. I, I don't see where anything else would have would have done it. I mean, they're if they were there, they're very smart fish. They're uh, and they're very hungry all the time. They don't turn down free meals. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and they're I've not got... gonna and they're not gonna just go from being aggressive to uh, being docile oh. and just wait. Like, well, the food will just float down and we'll eat it when it gets here. That's that's especially yeah, with that's so many of them. They're going to be competing over that food the second it hits the water, right? Mark? I get that, but yeah. that's that's what I was worried about the fireworks issue because the fireworks, I, you know, they were some serious fireworks. I thought, would that and have you done? Said I don't this know. guy, you said this neighbor shoots them off pretty regular, not just once or twice a year, but fairly. Regular. Oh no, no, no! Every other week, every time a paycheck comes in, I think. <laughs> I still. Yeah, I, I don't ahead, really Mark. think that would be it. I don't either. I, I, I okay. think somebody caught them. I agree. Okay. I think that yeah, too. That's, that's a lot of fish, man. That's a lot of fish. Oof. Yeah, but okay. you know, if somebody knows they're like Mark said, somebody knows they're there. They come, you know, at night consistently over the course of a few months. <laughs> not one neighbor. I'm one neighbor to the one serious. neighbor to the one side. I have never really even spoke to face to face. So they maybe I don't day. know. <laughs> I have a I have a a family member who has a big farm in Illinois and has a, a, several different little ponds and and lakes on on various parts of uh, of the property and has many many times caught people with buckets just cleaning out their lake their ponds from and it's usually catfish that they're trying to get um. Yeah. So, yep. uh, okay. and, and the, well, I'm talking thanks. about I'm talking about lakes that are like, like a half mile off the road in the right. woods, and people are still have still figured out that it's there and are trekking in there at night or you know early in the morning. Oh, I believe it. With Google technology, Google Maps, you can find lakes anywhere. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the attention on that little problem. <laughs> How's the river fishing doing? <laughs> Yeah, what's going on there at uh, at Bluff City, and what is uh, happening in the uh, in the Mississippi River fishing community right now? Are are, are people back out on the water, Mark? Yeah, uh, I usually try to follow a couple of the guides that we work with, see what see what they're posting, you know, see what they're getting when they're taking their clients out, and uh, it's been pretty active for a lot of fish here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I noticed uh, one of the one down in front of the arch; he looked like they caught about twenty fish the other day with a client, so. That, that's usually how I kind of judge the bite and then listen to my people that are just coming in there. And so the bite's been pretty good. Uh, you know, like so you get, they're just now, the river's been up. It's kind of back down around flood stage there below Alton. And uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to the summer traffic really starting to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like a really good year across the board right now. I know that. Um, what I've heard about the Lake of the Ozarks and just my own personal experiences, it, unfortunately, it's been pretty limited so far this 
spring and summer, but um, I've, I've had really good luck when I've had a, the opportunity to get out. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, you can stock up on, on everything out there at Bluff City Outdoors. And unfortunately, Mark, we don't have a whole lot of time left on the show. We are going to continue the fishing discussion on the podcast exclusive. So I encourage everybody to download that podcast and continue the discussion with us there. But uh, before we let you go, um, tell people all about Bluff City, but also uh, the the catfish tournament is coming up. And I think you're sold out as far as boats are concerned, but that doesn't mean that people still can't go out and participate and, and, uh, and, and witness this uh, really cool tournament that you guys have created. Right, right. So that's uh, September 12th. It's called the Alton Catfish Classic, and, and it is sold out. We did sell out the uh, the 100 boats, and uh, sold out quick when we put it up. Uh, that's great. We posted it and started registering. So it's a uh, it, it's a great festivity. We tied it in with the Alton Expo, which is a, a festival that Alton puts on. Uh, so there's rides and there's foods and the beer tents and all that good stuff for people to enjoy. And then uh, the way in there will start. Oh, two two thirty in the afternoon on that Saturday. It's just it's a great time. You can go out and uh, we do have a Facebook page, Alton Catfish Classic. Check it out, uh, and then you can also send me a message here at Bluff City Outdoors, and we'll give anybody that wants to get the info on it. We'll help them out. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a great event. Last year was uh, the first year for it, and we're looking forward to having another great one. And uh, just, I can't. I mean, time. I cannot recommend it enough. It is. It is a great event. You get to see some amazing big catfish caught uh, right there in the Mississippi River. It's. I mean, you you would think that you are at a long running, uh, big time fishing tournament uh, the way that you guys run it, and it's actually this is only going to be the second year, so it is absolutely amazing. And for folks that want to find you out there at Bluff City, uh, how can they do it? So, so we've got our website, bluffcityoutdoors.com, and we're also on Facebook. Come out there and like our page. We appreciate that. And we're right over there in Alton. About, we're a mile east of Fast Eddie's on Broadway, 2813 East Broadway. And uh, just come in and say hi. And, uh, we're, 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 we're still we're, we're doing a pretty decent job of keeping our fishing items stocked, which uh, it's been tough on a lot of the bigger stores. I've seen some pictures of, of some of the big box stores where their stuff's bare. Whereas uh, we're able to uh, to resupply a little bit better. So. That's great. That's great. I yeah, highly you, recommend. Guys, go ahead, Bo. Yeah. Do you guys have connections with like fishing guides? Like, if I don't own a boat and I want to go catfishing, is yeah. there people that you can refer Absolutely. us to? Great question. Yeah. 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 We we can we got about six of them that that we work with that we keep on file and we can help you get hooked up with one of those guys. And nice. In fact, Good we just stuff. did that last weekend Saturday. A couple people called and. They were headed out this week with the guides. Good stuff. Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors in Alton. Again, check them out at bluffcityoutdoors.com. Mark, thanks for everything uh, that you do for the show, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Okay. Thanks, guys. You bet. All right. That is going to do it for this week's show. Make sure you continue the fishing discussion with us on the podcast exclusive this week. That's going to do it for the show. My name is Tony Colombo. For our producer, Chad Ellis, and my partner, Bo Matthews, thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.